0: My next guest is Laura Beauparlan. She is an amazing branding expert and the author of Brand Chemistry. I cannot wait to dive in. Branding is one of my all-time favorite subjects. So welcome, Laura.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your origin story before we dig a little bit deeper into what's going on of late.
1: Wow. Oh, how far back do you want me to go?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What, What brought you into the world of branding and creative and helping small businesses really make a mark in today's world?
1: Well, it's a great question. It's hard to pinpoint it to an exact sort of thing, but I've been a designer for over 20 years. So I studied graphic design over 20 years ago. I had an amazing high school teacher who actually introduced that to me. So I can actually thank him for even Bringing my awareness to this entire space. Although it wasn't branding specific, it was very design related. So, my original background is that I'm a graphic designer by trade. I started my business actually 15 years ago and it's changed. I pivoted about three and a half, four years ago into Lab Creative as it is today. Although, you know, business is always evolving. So, even in the time since I rebranded, business model and and that has evolved. My original business, while in design, I was actually designing custom wedding stationery. And I started that in 2004 and really helped kind of change the style of, of stationery to what it is today. If you look at, you can find amazing, beautifully designed wedding invitations pretty much anywhere you go. And that was not the case in 2004. So I loved it for a lot of years. And, you know, I kind of fell out of love with it and also realized that I had all of these small business owners and entrepreneurs just like me coming to me for help with their branding. So it was a very organic shift. And at some point in my business, I looked at my numbers and I realized I'm actually making more money from the work I'm doing for my business clients versus the stationary clients, even though I'm putting all my money and effort into that part of my business. And that part of my business was really tied up into my identity. Mm. I was like, if I'm not this person, who am I? So I actually went through almost like a identity crisis when I began to shift. If I'm not Laura designing wedding stationery known in that world, who am I? So It was a challenging time in a way, but I realized that something needed to shift and I really love working with entrepreneurs and small businesses. That is, I mean, the joy I get from helping my clients fall in love with their business and their brand and have something that really resonates and is aligned with them and their dream clients. I mean, that doesn't make me any happier. It couldn't make me any happier to have that experience with my clients. So... It was a very, in some ways, organic shift, and yet it was quite a pivot for me in rebranding the name and the the whole, everything about the business really changed. I think it was in 2016.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. And thanks for sharing that because that's so important for us to know the trajectory because it looks so beautiful, right? Of I was course. chatting with you for a minute before and I was like, I've been on your social channels and on your website and it's so beautiful. And you know, a lot of times we don't peel back the layers to see the pivots, to see the fear and all of those other things that go on. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. And secondly, Laura, I'm curious if you could give our listeners a tip that you felt the fear, before you pivoted and you did it anyway so for those that may be experiencing something really similar I know that narrowing their niche is something that comes up often I get that question a lot and that concern and so many times deep down they have this gut instinct of what they really want to do but there's fear so do you have a tip of what you did to feel the fear and do it anyway
1: well, definitely. I'll try to see if I can put it into a succinct way. I think fear is a natural emotion. And actually, if you look at fear and excitement, it actually is the same emotion and just on two ends of a spectrum. They cause the same physiological response in your body. You know, you get your heart races and you feel that butterflies in your stomach, right? If you think about the the way you feel when you're having a fear response or an excited response, they're actually not that different. So that's one thing to just acknowledge that fear is normal, but it's how we respond to that fear. What did we take it to mean for us? For me, I really believe that I've started my business because I believe in surpassing the status quo, right? I don't want to live a complacent life where things happen to me. And I complain that I didn't do something. I didn't try it because I don't want to live with the what ifs. Now that also goes back and that can be hard for a lot of people. For me, I learned that very young because when I was 18, I was in a head on collision with a drunk driver and almost died. Wow. So I've lived my life Because, you know, I realized that I could have died that night and I was actually in a not a great place. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was heading back to college to pull an all nighter in a project I didn't want to do. And I thought if I died, I would have died miserable. And so I take that with me it's hard the further we i get from that the easier it is to become a bit more fearful or complacent or in the day to day life i've got kids i've got you know aging parents i've got the whole spectrum of other things than my business going on but i know that i don't ever want to get to a point where i'm in my 80s and think i really should have tried that what would have happened and from all of my failures and i, I don't even love the word failures have come some of my greatest lessons and new opportunities. So
0: great way to frame it. I love that you're speaking my language. And it's amazing that you had that life experience that you can kind of draw on to remind yourself to be the best that you can be and to not worry about, you know, the what ifs, like you said, and the failures are really just our learning lessons. So I really, I like how you frame it it sounds like mindset is a component of your life. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And it's been a top priority this year. I said, 20, for whatever reason, 2019 was the year of me. And so I've Ooh. done a lot of work on myself. I've worked with, you know, mindsets and coaches. And, you know, I feel like I'm meeting all of these very kind of spiritual, and spiritual may be the wrong word, but people that are just more mindset- Related and they keep coming into my world, and I'm like, that is so interesting. It was like my heart and mind were open to meeting these people, whereas a year or two ago, I might have been, yeah, that's too woo woo for me. And I've kind of embraced my inner woo woo. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. You know, when you raise your vibration, you just attract a new tribe, and it just plays right into branding, right? Because absolutely, just what you help small businesses do attract their divine clients. You start raising your vibration, your consciousness, your mindset, you know, you're up leveling and your reality is going to shift as well. What do you think has been the most kind of dramatic transformation that you've experienced since you've been devoting this year to yourself and mindset and those type of avenues? What's been kind of the biggest
1: shift for you? The shift is listening to my own language. To me, it's awareness, and that's kind of a a high-level word. But I'm so much more aware of what my words and the words of other people and my actions how they affect everything, right? And my husband has also gone gone through some of this work too, and so we call each other out on it. Oh, that's good. (laughs) It's amazing. Not so good. (laughs) No, it. I mean, it is. I said something to him recently, and he was like, "Yeah, you need to work on that." I was too close to it. And I realized it's something I've been saying probably my whole life. I was like, Oh, that's a thing. I need to actually address it. So it's helped me to address my own mindset around money and health and, you know, people liking me Mm -hmm. being a people pleaser. So I've realized that I can't please everybody and nor do I need to It's easy to fall back in that trap, but I know my worth. That's helped me. I know what I do and what I'm amazing at. I've also learned what I'm really not amazing at and that I need support there. And I've actually acknowledged these are things I am not good at and it's okay to not be good at them. I just need somebody to do them for me.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit CaseyRossi.com slash thrive. That's Casey icom slash thrive. I love that. And I think that many of our listeners can relate to the people pleasing, the perfectionist, and the self-worth piece. I know that they are all stumbling blocks that many women entrepreneurs come up against. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that you've just exposed that. It's a really rich conversation. How do you find the positive ripple effect kind of goes into, you mentioned it, that it's already showing up in your relationship and your relationship, not only with you, but your partner. How is it showing up in your business
1: relationships? It's interesting. I love the fact that you used ripple effect because that is my language. You're speaking my language because I, believe in the positive ripple effect. Well, I believe there's a ripple effect of everything, positive or negative. And you know, if I go back even to my car accident, I only look at the positive ripple effect of that event. I look at the fact that I met my husband because of it, that I probably wouldn't be an entrepreneur. I wouldn't have had the courage to go. I lived abroad for three years after college and I started my own business at 27. And I've done all these things that are very much against the grain to a degree. And, you know, I've seen the impact on my younger cousins who watched me go through that and then always made sure that their friends knew the story and would be the designated driver or would have, you know, like, so that event alone, I could see this negative thing and how it affected people in such a positive way. And it still does. My college friends still are the ones to make sure they're, you know, if they go to a party that people aren't drinking and driving. So I see it in the way that I show up when I think about my business, the way I show up for my clients and how I'm using the things I've learned for myself. I'm like my own guinea pig.
0: Yeah. And I got the chills when you just said that about the impact and that it continues after all these years. I literally got the
1: chills. So, and yeah, please continue. It, it's one of those things that you don't realize. We don't realize the impact we have on other people's lives. The words you say, you could actually change somebody's life forever by your words and your actions, I believe positive or negative. So it's important to think about and tell the people when they've had a positive impact on you with something they've done or said, tell them, imagine if we all just told the people that did something for us, supported us in some way that what they did really meant something to us. Imagine if we could pay that forward in a way, what that would inspire other people to do. And I feel like that's something I get to do. I get to share what I've learned for myself, help teach my clients how, listen to the words they're using and their own mindset stuff to help them deal with that because that's part of their brand too, right? If you want to think about your brand, if you don't feel good about money, if you don't feel good about yourself or your self-worth you can't be successful or make enough money because you won't feel like you deserve it.
0: A hundred percent. And I also feel that that neediness comes off to potential clients and that is a repellent as well. So yeah, so powerful. And it just, it plays into your title of chemistry. And so I'd love for you to talk about how you came up with your book title and what was that process like for you? I'm sure it was a labor of love putting all of your experience into this beautiful, beautiful reference. So I'd love to hear more about that process for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the word chemistry comes really from the business name, which is lab creative. So it's, I use a lot of language, science-y kind of language, right? Formulas and process and ingredients and things like that. And interestingly enough, lab is my initials. So that's kind of a fun, fun fact. (laughs) but it's a word and I'm in there, but it's not my name, which my business used to have my name on it. And I wanted to remove my name because I have other people that are working with me now. I have a small team, but you know, as I grow, when your name is on the business, everybody wants you. So, so I use a lot of that kind of science language in my messaging and our, our tagline, the essence of lab creative is creating brand chemistry. And what that means to me is that I create chemistry with our clients and I help our clients create chemistry with their clients, right? It's the chain reaction or that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And it starts with me. So when I was working on my book with my editor and my publisher, we just shortened it to brand chemistry instead of the creating brand chemistry. And that was sort of how we came up. I knew that the word chemistry would be in there. And Now, when I do my talks, I use chemistry and I, I use baking analogies and everything, because there's that, there is that scientific, that formula chemistry part of what I do. And then there's also magic. So it's kind yeah, of that combining exactly those thought, two things.
0: When you were speaking, you just took the, that magic word right out of my mind is when it comes together, you know, it can be electric, it can be, you know, they have this magnetic attraction and be chemistry. And the magic part is the most exciting I would love it if you have like a little mini case study of maybe an entrepreneur that came to you with like a pre-look or no look, and then how they transformed and what it did
1: for not only their self-esteem, but for their business after they worked with you? Yeah. I mean, there's so many. One that's one of my favorites. She's in my book and I use a lot of case studies. Her name is Susan and she came to me. We actually met at the gym. (laughs) We were working it. We were sweating it out together. And when she found out what I did, she said, you know, people keep calling and wanting to pay me a fraction of what I charge. And I don't know why. So I took a look at her website and her online presence. And I said, unfortunately, that's because you look like you charge a fraction of what you do. So her brand, nothing wrong with her, but how she was representing herself online made her look cheaper. So your brand actually reflects your value to your potential clients. Think about this. If you looked at the website for Louis Vuitton or Chanel or some high-end luxury brand, you know, BMW, Mercedes, and then you looked at Walmart, Home Depot, Uh They actually tell you their value, what the price point of their products are just by the colors and the fonts and the layouts they use. So true, right? So does your brand look like Chanel or Walmart or somewhere in between? And so that's something to think about is what you're putting out there in your messaging, your photography, your colors, your fonts, how much content are you throwing all your content on your site? And it's like, You know, they're being assaulted by words and and visuals. You don't want that. You want it to be easy to navigate and beautiful pictures. People are overwhelmed with content. So we need to make it really easy for them to understand what you do, who you serve, and why you're different. So we didn't change anything about Susan and what she does or even how she does it. All we did was change how she represented herself and she's a motivational speaker, a comedian, and she got picked up by two of the biggest speaking bureaus in Canada after that rebrand. And now she's getting paid what she charges. And she said that never would have happened without this rebrand. So it just goes to show that it's that representation you put out there, whatever that is, is really important because even if people don't get it consciously, it sends messages to their unconscious mind, right? Even if you think that your brand looks like it's high-end, if there's the subtleties that something in the fonts or the way it's laid out actually is telling the client that you're not worth what you charge.
0: There's so much psychology behind everything. So much. It's it's incredible. I mean, it's fascinating. I love it. I think it's such a deep subject in For those that might be listening that think that branding is just their logo, what do you say
1: to them? Ooh, that's a good one. So, I mean, that does happen. People come to me and they say, oh, I need a rebrand. I need a new logo and website. Well, your logo and website are just one part. Your brand is every touch point somebody has with your business, from the way you answer the phone, the quality of the products and services you offer, how you show up, how you dress when you go to a networking event, how you represent yourself in every aspect of your business. So while your logo is important, it's only one thing. Your brand is the messaging. It's, you know, everything people see. And if you look and sound like everybody else or you look less expensive or you're confusing your audience, that's not helping you. So I like to describe it as, uh, you know, imagine your brand is like a beautifully decorated cake and usually I have visuals to go along with this. So imagine in your head, the most beautiful cake you've ever seen. Your logo and website are the icing and the sprinkles but it's when you cut into the cake and you see the layers and the fluffiness and it's delicious, that's the chemistry that and the ingredients, right? The eggs and the butter and the sugar all measured perfectly and cooked to the right temperature to create a beautiful, delicious cake that you know doesn't just look and smell great, it tastes amazing too, but you can't have a cake that's just icing and sprinkles. You can't have a brand that's all logo and website. It will lack substance just like that cake that doesn't have, that's only icing and sprinkles.
0: For sure. Such a great analogy. And then you're right. The baking analogy is so great because of the layered approach
1: exactly. and and
0: every single touch point. I, I like that you've been mentioned how you're showing up at a networking event, because I think a lot of people forget that and they come super casual or they come with low energy and it's, You, especially the solopreneurs, you are your brand, right? So if you're not even enthusiastic about who you are and your pitch, how are you possibly going to attract anyone else to be? So, exactly. exactly.
1: I've had people say to me at events, like, wow, you are your brand. Like, isn't that a lot of work? When your brand is authentic, it's not hard work. Sure, I put on my nicer clothes and I put, you know, obviously I'm but I put effort into, you know, my hair and my makeup and how I dress every day because that makes me feel good. And if I feel good, then I'm, you know, I always remember people saying when I used to work at home, Oh, do you stay in your pajamas all day? (laughs) No. The first thing I do is get up and I shower and I put on makeup and do my hair. I don't know where my day is going, but I'm not going to feel good. That's a mindset thing. I'm not going to feel good if I'm in my pajamas.
0: You're right. You're dead right. And I'm chuckling because we're doing a podcast yet. We're Zooming. So we're able to see each other visually. And that's one of the first things I thought. This lady has it dialed in. She looks so pretty and (laughs) this is audio only. And it makes a difference. And you're right. You know, it's just human nature to make these micro judgments all day long about ourselves and about the visuals that we take in and those things matter. It's just a groove. And to the point where you were talking about mindset and being called out by someone who loves you to say, hey, we have to put that into check. I think it's so important to say that many of us have been living in a certain way for so many years that this new shift, when we're blessed enough to experience that opening, that consciousness, it's going to take a little time, right? Because we have multiple years that the train's been driving in a certain direction and we're kind of repositioning our neural pathways to create this new way of thinking and living. And being in the world. So Definitely. it's super exciting. I love this topic. Um, Laura, so I know you're out of Toronto, but do you work with people internationally? If we have
1: listeners interested Absolutely. In-
0: nice. So how can they learn more about you?
1: So uh, you can go to labcreative.ca. That's our website. You can pick up a copy of my book on Amazon. It's called Brand Chemistry. So that's a great read. It actually walks you through my methodology for building your brand foundation. So it's a great starting point for a lot of solo entrepreneurs. And it's an easy entry point as opposed to coming and working with that. You know, it's $25 US. So, and you get some great insights into into how I work, and I've gotten great feedback. You can also follow us on social media. Lab Creative Inc. Instagram is probably my favorite, and the one I'm most active on.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I know that I have your book already in my cart on Amazon. It looks beautiful. I Amazing. can't wait to get deeper into it. So you've shared a lot, but I would love it if you wanted to leave some bright light wisdom, something that that we can sign
1: off with. Don't be afraid of the pivot. You know, see if something isn't working in your business, whether it's you or with your clients or your services, you have to take the time to listen to yourself and get really real with yourself about what it is that you want. Not what other people want for you, not where you think you should go with your business because other people think you should be building something like X, Y, or Z. What do you want? I'm building a business that I want. It's not for anybody else but me. And obviously to support the people who are on my team and as my team grows, but I have a very clear vision of where I'm going, but I'm also willing to pivot again if it's right. So don't fear that and don't be afraid to leap because you just never know what could happen.
0: I love that. That is awesome. Love amazing. it. Love it. Love it. You are delightful, Laura. Thank you so
1: much oh, for thank being here. with developing brilliance. I'm really, really excited to connect with you. This was amazing. I enjoyed. I've I've a huge smile on my face. I hope listeners can hear it because I think that's another thing that you can actually hear when somebody's smiling. So you when you pick up the phone, can. smile, right?
0: Yes, for sure. For amazing. sure. So to, to continue to spread the positive ripple effect throughout.
1: Exactly. Thank you so much. It was amazing being here.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.